This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 65. Yeah. So today, um, kind of going to freestyle this one. I had quite a bit to say. I feel like I've recorded this already and starting over from scratch, but <laughs> stuff happens. Um, in case you don't know, my name is Kino Hanna. And I'm here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. You can expect one episode from me per week to help you, and uh, always me first, to see what the Bible has to say about handling money or wealth. I think last week I wasn't necessarily talking about money or wealth, and this week I'm not doing it either. But we talk in Bible, talking some good stuff. So... Today, I'm going to be talking about the fact that sometimes we, we just on a high, right? No drugs, no alcohol, but we have nothing to lose. And that's how I felt, uh, you know, this past weekend, like I was playing with house money. Well, what happened was nobody gave me any money, but it was my birthday. So my birthday was on January 6th, which was last Saturday, and I turned what some people call the big 5-0, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm that old. But for me, it was a, how should I put it? I, I felt like everything was new, like everything was fresh. I was, I was relaying a story to a good friend of mine today, but at the age of 19, I was... Um, introduced to the the scriptures with you know the person who helped me to become a christian and i remember at one point before i studied the bible to become a christian my mindset was when i get old enough such that i've done everything i wanted to do then i will become a christian and the age in my head was 50 so when i am 50 then i'll become a christian i would have done everything I would be, you know, debt-free. I'd have the house and the car and the wife and the kids. Then I'll give my life to God. Uh, thanks God, thanks be to God that he did not allow me to do foolishness with my life. And instead, at 19, I decided to put him first and become a Christian, the best decision, bar none, that I've made in my life. And so even though over the past 30 years, I have been far from perfect as a Christian. My far from perfect as a Christian has been much better than what the other 30 years could have been, which would have been pretty terrible. But then also at 19, I had no idea that I would even live to be 50. So how could I have something that foolish in my mind that when I'm 50, I'll become a Christian. I'll follow God. I'll do what's right. So by God's grace, he didn't allow me to have that same mindset, I changed, I studied the Bible, I became a Christian. So, but now I'm 50 and I'm looking back at, you know, the past 30 years and I'm just giving thanks to God. And now as I look forward, and yes, I know, trust me, I know nothing is promised. Today is not promised, the next five minutes, the tomorrow definitely not, not next week, not, not next month not next year. 
And yet, somehow I feel like I have nothing to lose. And um, before I share the scripture that I want to share today, which is um, about Peter and him walking on water, I do want to apologize for something. Last week, I don't know what I was thinking or I was just feeling very excited about something. I talked about recognizing and avoiding dream killers. And I quoted at the very end, I didn't quote, but I, I said Ephesians 4 and 20, you know, pretty much I said it tells us about God that he can do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. But it wasn't Ephesians 4 and 20, it was Ephesians 3 and 20. So I came across that this week and I'm like, why would I say something <laughs> that crazy? And uh, I don't know, Freudian slip, I guess. But it's Ephesians 3 and 20 that tells us that, in fact, I'll quote it because I messed it up last week. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. God is the one who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And so even though that was last week, this week I was, I came across it, I'm like, it wasn't 420, it was 320. But it still applies, right? Same God, he can still do immeasurably more. And now that I'm talking about, you know, I have nothing to lose, I'm playing with house money. I believe each day is like that. Because we don't know when our day is, when our time is. And so each day we get to wake up. And one of the things that I do, I've been practicing this now, is first thing in the morning, I'm praying. As I wake, open my eyes, or even my, my brain is opened or awake, I'm just giving God thanks. Uh, because it wasn't promised. So every day I'm actually playing with house money, right? Every day I have nothing to lose. And I don't always think this way, right? But my birthday kind of got me thinking this way. And it isn't quite a week yet, but I'm still thinking this way. But there is a guy in the Bible by the name of Peter. And as I was thinking, oh, who in the Bible had nothing to lose, right? And... I was looking through some stuff and I stumbled, I say stumbled, but I stumbled upon the account of Peter when Peter walked on water, right? So it's around the time of uh, the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus sends the crowd away, then he sends the disciples on ahead in the boat. And then he comes walking on the water, Jesus that is. The disciples see him, they're like, oh, it's a ghost. But, you know, they, they realize Jesus told them, no, it's Jesus, right? It's not, not a ghost. And, but then Peter wanted to come and walk on the water. And so let me turn there because I do want to read this because there's something here that I've done before, and I hope I never do it again, but I want to share it with, with you guys today. So Matthew 14, and 
Let me see. I'm going to pick it up in verse. Where is this? Let's go verse 25. So shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But, it, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, worshipped Jesus, that is, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So I'm going to stop there. So that's verse 33. I started in 25, ended in 33. So here's Peter. Jesus is out there walking on the lake, on the water. Peter is like, if it's you, tell me to come on the water. Jesus says, sure, why not come? So Peter gets out of the boat and he walks on water. Now we know he doesn't walk all the way. He sees the wind, he's afraid, he begins to sink, he cries, Lord, save me. Jesus does just that, right? Which is, is some interesting stuff, right? When we cry out for Jesus to save us, he saves us. But Peter gets a bad time because of this incident. This is one of the incidents when he gets a bad time. I've given him a bad time before, right? I've talked about faith versus fear and how uh, Peter's fear caused him to sink when he should have kept his eyes on Jesus and all the other stuff. And yeah, okay, true. But what did Peter do? Peter walked on water. And sometimes because of the fact that he sunk, I forget, and I know a lot of people who forget, that he did walk on water. So here's this guy who I say had nothing to lose. Jesus says, yeah, sure, come. And he gets out of the boat and walks on water. Yes, he sunk. Yes, he cried out to Jesus and Jesus saved him. But he did something that nobody else has done except Jesus, well, that we know of, right? Jesus walked on water. It was like nothing to him. Peter walked on water. Now you could say, oh, he didn't walk very far on water, but he walked on water. He got out of that boat, I believe, to some degree saying he had nothing to lose. If he was gonna walk on water, he would get to Jesus, right? Jesus telling me to walk on water. If he walked on water and then sunk, right? Jesus was going to save him. <laughs> so he had nothing to lose. That's amazing. But then also he walked on water. And the truth is, a lot of times we stop ourselves because we fear we're going to sink. 
I was telling someone today that I want to walk on water. I mean, not not real legitimate water, but in the sense like Peter, like I want to do, I want to step out on faith. I want to do something that I may sink after I walk on water, but I still won't walk on water. What about you? What would that look like for you? That you were able to walk on water, and yeah, maybe you're sink, but Jesus is there to pull you up. But before you sink and you cry out to Jesus, you walk on water. That is flat amazing. So to me at least, right? Maybe for you it's like, ah, I don't want to sink. Nobody wants to sink. But we do want to walk on water. And I believe that each day we have that opportunity. Each day that we are alive, we have the opportunity to walk out on water, to step out on faith, right? And even if we sink, Jesus is going to pull us on up because we believe that when we cry out to him, he will save us. We have nothing to lose, people. Nothing. So that's me. Right? I'm now 50 years old. I'm legit now. And I'm going after walking. Forgive me. <coughs> walking on water every day. Yeah, there's going to be some sinking going on. But there's going to be walk, some walking going on. So guys, that's all I have for you today. I encourage you to join me next week as we talk, yes, more about money in the Bible. Hopefully we get back to some money. But also invite your friends and family to listen to this podcast. Tell them, search for godliness with contentment. Hey, this is Keen O'Hana signing off saying, check you later. <laughs>